Welcome to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is a daily podcast that digs deeply into the rich treasures that are only found in the Word of God. Our current series is entitled Greater Than Good, and we are studying ordinary men and women in the Bible who were used by God for His great purposes. You know, so often in life, we just desire what makes us comfortable and what satisfies our fleshly desires when God has something greater than good for each one of us. We've been studying a man by the name of Jacob from the Old Testament, and Jacob has done a bit of changing in the time that we've been studying him. Did you know that God has the same plan for you that he had for Jacob? God wants you to become all that he has created you to be. God's greater than good for your life is that you would move out of a place of fear and into a place of declaring the promises of God. It's what God did for Jacob, and it's what God will do for you if you will let him. This is Carol McLeod. Now, Let's dig into the Word of God together. Jacob and his father-in-law Laban are saying goodbye to each other, and what has been a contentious and potentially very angry farewell has turned into a peaceful time of blessing. How did this happen between these two strong-willed men? Well, it happened because Jacob inserted God into the conversation. Jacob said to Laban, God has blessed me. I can't describe it, but God has seen what's been going on in my life, and he's chosen to restore the things that were taken from me. Let's continue looking at this goodbye in Genesis 31, verses 50 through 55. These are the words of Laban. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives beside my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold the pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not pass by this heap to you for harm, and you will not pass by this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his kinsmen to the meal, and they ate the meal and spent the night on the mountain. And early Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. Never forget the power and the miracles that can happen when you choose to honor God over your emotions, over your indignation, and over your opinion. My friend, insert the power of God into every conversation. Give God glory for what he's done in your life and don't hold back. The 20-year conflict that Jacob had with Laban threw him into the arms of God. Jacob knew that he couldn't trust Laban, but Jacob also knew that he could trust 
God. You know, the good that we want in life is that we want people to be sweet to us, to be kind to us, to be worthy of our trust. But the great that God wants in your life is for you to trust him no matter how others treat you. God is the only one you can fully trust. Don't be discouraged when people mistreat you, mislead you, or let you down. Remind yourself, I can trust the God of Jacob. You know, although Jacob and Laban didn't live happily ever after together, they didn't kiss and make up. They went their separate ways, but there was peace between them. There might be some people in your life that you can't live happily ever after with, but... Like it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, as far as it depends with you, be at peace with all men. And this includes the Labans in your life. Genesis 32, verses 1 and 2. Now, as Jacob went on his way, the angels of God met him. And Jacob said when he saw them, this is God's camp. So he named that place Mahanaim. What? God saw angels, and he named the place Mahanaim, which actually means two camps or a double camp, a place where God met with man. It was a heavenly camp and an earthly camp. You know, recognize the events and the situations in your life when God met with you and name those places. Give them a name of significance. Recognize the event and situations in your life when you were more aware of God's presence than ever before. Don't just pass by those places, but stop and be aware and say, truly, you are in this place, Father. Then Jacob sent word to his brother Esau that he was coming home. He said, Esau, I'm coming home with oxen and donkeys and flocks and servants, and I'm hoping that I will find favor in your sight. The messengers came back saying, Esau is on his way to meet you, Jacob, with 400 men. Say what? Jacob was gripped with absolute fear. Genesis 32, verses 7 and 8. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two companies. For he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the company which is left will escape. What do you do when you're afraid, my friend? Do you stay up all night worrying? Do you make rash decisions or say things that you wish you hadn't said? Does fear drive you to eat too much, to shop too much, or to complain? Maybe fear drives you not to eat, to become a recluse, or to become angry. You know, how we deal with fear reveals how we view God. There will always be situations and events in life that will stir up fear in your heart. But how you respond to fear reveals your trust level of God. It reveals how much you honor Him. Genesis 32, verses 9 through 12. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and of all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will 
come and attack me and the mothers with the children. For God, you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. So what did Jacob do at his moment of fear? He prayed. He prayed his way through fear. He declared the goodness and the faithfulness of God. He reminded God of his promises toward him. That's what a great man or woman of God does with fear. They pray. They declare the goodness of God. They talk about the promises of God. You know, Jacob has changed. In some ways, life has been good to him. And in some ways, life has been rotten to him. But Jacob is not the same young man that left home 26 years earlier. He's more mature, more loving, more dependent upon God. He's less controlling and less deceitful. It makes me think of this quote by the great Oswald Chambers. Beware of looking back at what you once were. God wants you to be something that you have never before been. If there's hope for Jacob, there's hope for you. If there's hope for Jacob, there's hope for those you love. And then Jacob chose a present for Esau. It was no small gift, nearly 600 of his livestock. And he told his servant to take the gifts on ahead and that Jacob would follow on behind. He instructed the servant that when he met Esau to tell him that all of this was a gift to Esau from his brother Jacob. And Jacob was hoping to appease Esau because do you remember that when Jacob left, Esau wanted to kill him? What would Jacob find now? Jacob then sent everyone on ahead of him, his wives and children and servants. Everything went on ahead. And Jacob spent the night alone, all alone, alone with his thoughts and his fears and his past and his future. Have you ever been that place? Just you and you and God pondering life. God, are you there? Have I lived my life in vain? Genesis 32 verses 24 through 28. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. And then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob wrestled with God. You know, most of us quit in the wrestle. We give up when life gets too hard. We give in when everything seems to be coming against us. Jacob continued to wrestle even in his pain. When Jacob's hip was out of joint, he kept on wrestling. Have you ever tried to walk with something out of joint? That pain is horrific and enormous. And Jacob did more than walk. He wrestled. It's time for some of you to change strategies and move from walking to wrestling. Don't give up. Don't stop fighting. When the pain begins, stay in the fight. Jacob told God, I will not let go. I'm clinging to you. And when the pain starts, begin to cling even harder to God and say, God, I will not let go until you bless me. Even when you feel like there's no fight left in you, keep hanging on to God. Don't quit when it gets painful. 
That's when you start to cling to God. God is determined to finish what he started in your life. He is determined to change your name. God wants to change your very identity because you cling to God. Israel means God prevails. God wins. God will work with a man or a woman until God wins in their life. Jacob was no longer a deceiver, but he was a victor. He was more than a conqueror. You are not who you used to be either. You have wrestled with God and he has won. Now your name is victorious. You know, the rest of the story is that Esau and Jacob came back together. They loved each other. They were devoted brothers. God had the last word in the story, and God will have the last word in the story of your life as well. Jesus, we just declare today that your idea of good is so much better than ours. And Lord, we want to tell you that you are our greater than good. Jesus, we would really rather have you than silver or than gold. So Jesus, we give you permission to invade our lives with your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.